Have you heard the old saying, don't judge a book by its cover? But that's what people do, right? We judge everything by outward appearances. In my experience, a great album cover can make or break the decision on whether I buy an album. So go on a journey with me as we look at some great album cover designs and talk about why I believe that you need a personal designer for your album artwork. This is Judged by the Cover. Welcome to the Judged by the Cover podcast. I'm Josh, and this is the last podcast of the year. Man, I can't believe 2023 is almost over. But today, I have a really fun spinoff episode that's going to take on the theme of my near miss segment. Now, if you're new to the show and um, you're not sure what that means, my near miss segment is where we look at artwork that is maybe not so well designed or interesting. So we really just talk the, the who, the how, the why behind the album artwork. And we just spend a little bit of time of talking about why it is so interesting. So without further ado, welcome to the Ugly Christmas Sweater Edition of the Judged by the Cover podcast. This one should be pretty fun. There is no shortage of Christmas albums covering everything from your traditional hymns to some of pop culture's finest trying to create music that evokes the feelings of the season. Most of these album covers have your traditional Christmas elements, Christmas trees, presents, snowflakes, red, green, and white colors. But there is also no shortage of interesting finds. And today we're going to be exploring a few of them that I find to be most unusual. But before we get started, did you know that Judge by the Cover is brought to you by JW Creates? JW Creates is your graphic design source specializing in cover art design logos, websites, and so much more. As a musician myself, I fell in love with album covers, and this fueled a passion to visually tell stories and promote branding through the art of graphic design. To learn more, see some of my work, or if you're interested in connecting with me, go to jwcreates.com. Judged by the Cover is proud to be a part of the Podnougan Network. If you are a fellow podcaster, looking for a partner to help give you the tools to make your show the best it can be, or just interested in connecting with other podcasters in the Chattanooga area, make sure to follow Podnuga Network on Facebook and Instagram, or learn more at chatpod.com. So that's chat with two T's, pod.com. Lastly, if you're looking for a really awesome Christmas present for me, I would love it if you would just leave a quick five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And tell me what you love about the show. Also, that's a great space for you to leave your recommendations for future shows. I'd really appreciate it if you could take two minutes and leave me a review. To kick off our ugly Christmas sweater episode, I have an album cover that I've always found to be odd. Uh, But I didn't realize how important this album was until I got into the research for it. So the album is A Very Special Christmas. It is a compilation album that came out in October of 1987, and it has some huge names on it. So, for example, Madonna, Sting, Whitney Houston, U2, Run DMC, uh, and, and so much more. These are some of the biggest names of the MTV era of music, and their contributions to this album shaped how pop culture and Christmas music sound and go together. In some ways, you can kind of say that this album kind of made it cool for artists, you know, not just the crooners, your uh, uh, Bing Cosby, um, Frank Sinatra's and stuff like that, but 
having hip hop artists make a Christmas song and be on this album, be included on this album, it's a pretty big deal. Uh, and, and so much so that if you name any big artist today, Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande, Bob Dylan, John Legend, they all have Christmas albums. I guess we can kind of think about it this way, too, that without this album, the now Christmas mega hit, All I Want for Christmas, may have never existed, which, now that I think about it, that might not be a bad thing. <laughs> oh, but I digress. Let's get back to the album. The album's producer, Jimmy Iovine, and I really hope I'm saying that correct, um, he created this album as a tribute to his beloved father who loved Christmas and the holidays, but his father tragically passed away in 1985. Bruce Springsteen had called Iovine to offer his condolences, and kind of reacting in the moment, Iovine told him, I'm going to make a Christmas album. Jimmy, or Iovine, uh, also wanted to keep this album pure and keep money out of the equation, so he really had to find what to do with the proceeds because he kind of figured it's going to make some money. Of all things, he, he found his organization at a, a Special Olympics wrestling event. It was a charity event, um, and they didn't have or couldn't get real wrestlers to show up, so they had these actors playing their roles. Uh, he believed in what the Special Olympics were trying to do, and he decided that he wanted the proceeds to go to this organization. And again, he kind of looked at it as he wanted to change the perspective around these things. And he wanted to get the celebrities, the big names, to participate in events and things like this. This album has spawned 10 more albums. And collectively, as of December of last year, has raised $145 million for Special Olympics. That's a lot of dough, man. But let's talk about this album cover. Uh, I'm going to start by stating that it's not terrible. Uh, I guess my main gripe with it is that it just doesn't scream or even whisper Christmas to me. Iovine enlisted the help of pop artist and world-celebrated graffitiist Keith Haring to design the cover art. Keith Haring was an American artist that emerged from the New York City graffiti subculture of the 80s. His style is very simple animated imagery that's usually like outlined figures. So think peoples, dogs, shapes, etc. And it's usually very colorful and the outlines are really thick black lines. He also is known for using lines to show movement or animation similar to what you may find in a comic book. And you're going to see that in this cover as well. So the cover for A Very Special Christmas, it is a bright red background with gold art and lettering. The main art piece is described as a haloed figure cradling a child. Uh, so if you can imagine a, a simple outline drawing of a person, you know, kind of just kind of the head to upper torso with arms holding a child. Uh, and then it's got this kind of hand-drawn box around it. That's basically it. There isn't much color in this design. It's, it's really just the red background and then this gold lettering and art. And then around the, the main figure's head, we have lines that would indicate light or possibly excitement. I'm guessing that the meaning of this cover is kind of a play on the original Christmas story of, you know, you got your mother Mary holding Jesus. But also given that this is a very, like, cultural album uh, with proceeds going to the Special Olympics, 
I could also see it celebrating the specialness of a child or of all children. Although in and of itself, it is a great art piece. Uh, I struggled to see Christmas in this. Now, I know that I, for one, struggle to understand some modern art styles, but I just don't get Christmas vibes. I love the hard work. I love the intentionality and the mission of the album. But unfortunately, I don't love the cover art. The same artwork would continue on for all the albums in, in one form or another uh, and in different colors and styles. So a lot of them will have basically the same design, but it'll have, you know, like second, third, you know, the different numbers. Um, but then there's also some of them where this art piece is kind of a small image on the cover, but it graces almost all of them. And I will share some of those uh, on the notes page for this episode. So for all of my podcasts, you can find the digital content. So the, you know, the images, any videos and stuff like that, I find you can find that at jwcreates.com slash notes. And then you're just going to find the post corresponding with this episode. So you're going to look for the ugly Christmas sweater edition. So that's it for a very special Christmas. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. What do you think of this album cover? Do you like this? Uh, did I just do I am I completely missing it? <laughs> Let me know in the comments. The next victim, I mean, album cover fits into the category uh, of what I'm going to call the awkward family photo. Uh, do you remember when this awkward family photo style kind of took over the Internet uh, and actually it became its own greeting card style? Uh, if you're unsure what I'm talking about, if you just take a quick scroll through the website, awkwardfamilyphotos.com, it'll answer a lot of your questions. But the album in question here is titled Happy Holiday by Lenny D. You catch that little pun on his name and holiday. Yeah, we all got it, Josh. Uh, Lenny D was an American virtuoso organist who played many styles of music, but his albums were mostly categorized as like easy listening or space age pop. Surprisingly, there isn't a lot of info on the internet regarding this album, but I want to give a, a shout out and a thanks to YouTube channel LP and Laundry. Uh, he has a review of this album uh, where he played it through, so I was able to actually listen to the album for one, uh, but two, got to hear you know, some of the stuff from the album sleeve itself. But uh, this is one little piece of information from the back cover, um, and it describes the album as this. Organist Lenny D, about the merriest music maker you're apt to meet south of Santa's workshop, presents in this album a sparkling collection of the most popular Christmas songs. I'd say for the most part, it is a really fun album to listen to. There's a couple of weird songs on there that I'm like, these are the most popular Christmas songs, but it hits all the all the real favorites. So anyway, let's get to the cover. And boy, is there a lot of fun stuff to discuss. So the main portion of this cover, we have old Lenny D himself dressed up as Saint Nick, minus the beard, which we'll discuss here in a sec. But uh, he's got the full get up. He's got the hat. He's got the long hair. He's got the coat with the white fur fringe, the black belt with the, the big buckle, but no beard. You know, a lot of Christmas albums, you have people just throw on the Santa hat and some red clothing. They call it that. But I mean, he is full Christmas suit and no beard. 
it feels like a little bit of a cop out to me. I'm not having the beard. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, he he is posing with not one or two, but three toy poodles, all of which have this I don't want to be here stare. And then uh, surrounding him, you have a couple of presents. And then kind of in the upper left-hand corner, you have a silver snowflake and a star, you know, just to add those extra Christmas elements. And then you have the name of the album, Happy Holiday, uh, Lenny D at the organ with orchestra. And then we have a couple of the names of the songs. You have Sleigh Ride, Jingle Bell Rock, Mr. Santa, Silver Bells, and others. So let's get back to the no beard thing. I can imagine there's a couple of reasons for the no beard. One being that he's posing with these dogs. Now, supposedly, according to the old interwebs, Lenny D loves toy poodles. So I'm imagining that these are his dogs. And just, I don't think dogs in general love big beards and all that kind of stuff. So I think to get the dogs to participate and not fight him too much. I'm thinking that that's one of the reasons why he didn't wear the beard. The second being that uh, his face his is like his brand or his image. So it would make sense for people to be able to recognize like who is this weird dude on the, the cover and just like be able to recognize him like, oh yeah, that's, that's Lenny D instead of it just being like, that kind of looks like it could be Lenny D. So I think it's more of a branding image thing, but come on, Lenny, if you're going to do the full Santa suit, you got to rock the beard too. Go all the way with it. Um, speaking of the poodles, they're they're kind of staring away from the camera, like off to the side, where I'm sure someone is like trying to get their attention, trying to get them to you know look like they're staring at the camera. Uh, but I just love that it adds to the awkwardness of this photo and that that stone cold like please get us out of here look. It just all adds to this comedy of the awkward family photo. If you're ever digging through some old vinyl and find one of these albums, it actually is a pretty fun listen. So again, shout out to the YouTube page, LP and Laundry, for his playthrough um, and discussion of the album. It really does help to be able to get to listen to the album, kind of get the vibe of the the album. Uh, So I really appreciate that. So what do you think of uh, all Happy Holiday? Do you you see the awkwardness that I see in this cover? (laughs) Uh, Let me know in the comments below. All right, so for our last one, boy, did I save the best for last. Although there is a lot of interesting imagery out there on Christmas albums, I feel that there are none quite as unique as this one. The one beautiful thing about Christmas music or, you know, having that as a theme is that there is a lot of imagery that that will make people think of Christmas or, you know, invoke those Christmas memories of the past. But would you ever consider using a unicorn? as the main image on your Christmas album? Uh, neither would I, but Ella Fitzgerald did. In 1960, the album Ella Wishes You a Swinging Christmas was released by Ella Fitzgerald. Ella Fitzgerald was an American jazz singer and has been referred to as the Queen of Jazz, the First Lady of Song, or Lady Ella. Ella is noted for her purity of tone, her impeccable diction, which... I should probably know what that is, but I don't. Um, Her phrasing, intonation, and for having a a horn-like improvisational ability to her singing. One review I found of the album itself said this. It's rich, mellow sound, 
ear-pleasing arrangements, and of course, Ella Fitzgerald's good cheer makes this a Christmas season winner. You're sure to play often, at least until the 25th of December, and perhaps beyond. Uh, I can definitely agree. After doing a listen through of this album, it's pleasant, it's fun. Her, uh, just kind of her, her personality comes through in her singing, and just it's just kind of a fun little album. And it kind of makes me want to to get a copy of this on vinyl because Christmas music just sounds awesome on vinyl. But the cover, <laughs> oh, the cover. Um, where do we begin? I will again say this or give the same disclaimer that it's not terrible as an art piece. It's a little weird, but definitely not terrible. Uh, it's just as a Christmas album. I just I just don't get Christmas feels here. Uh, there was one forum that I was on that somebody was talking about how they felt that the coloring of this cover was kind of Christmassy. And no, nah, I don't see it. So the main part of this cover is this painting of a unicorn uh, with its head popping out of what looks like huge blades of grass. And this unicorn has a, a red flower in its mouth. The unicorn is painted in this like modern painting style that I, I can only really describe as interesting because the way they textured the body, it almost looks like it's got eyes all over its body. The color of the unicorn are these yellow and orange shades. And then the outlining goes from like a, a light to dark purple color. The font usage is also kind of interesting. Um, up in the top left corner, we have a picture of Ella herself. And next to her, it says, Ella wishes you. And it's in just kind of a traditional handwritten kind of font. But the, the rest of the album title is wrapped around the head of our unicorn. And it's, and it's in a handwritten font. And it's in this really light purpley color. Uh, my one main complaint with the with this font is that the G's almost look like a nine. It's like a nine that has this little curly Q on the bottom of it. Uh, but especially the one that's over the the ear and horn of the unicorn. Every time I look at it, the first thing I see is a nine. The other thing that isn't quite ideal, the word Christmas. They had to put a hyphen between the T and the M and kind of stack the word Christmas because they ran out of room for it. Uh, and so it, it just kind of felt like they didn't know where to put the rest of the title for this album. Uh, and so they just ran out of room with it. Just kind of isn't ideal and kind of looks like it was was added on after the fact. I did find uh, on the same forum, some people were discussing the album. And it seemed like that initially the album was supposed to have a track called Rudolph the Psychedelic Unicorn. Or possibly just called the unicorn song. Uh, I can't validate these claims, but it may be the best explanation as to why there's a unicorn on the front of this album. Yeah, unicorns, Christmas, I don't know. There was also kind of within the same forum, there was some people talking about Ella's manager, who was also the uh, one of the co-owners of the record company that she was signed to. I think it was Verve Records. And uh, they they were saying that he was known to be a very big proponent of like modern art and trying to merge modern art into album covers and music. Um, he did it on a lot of other albums. And he was one of those that was very pushy and would get his way. 
So a couple of theories were that he played a big hand in there being this painting of this unicorn on, on this album cover, but also that he is probably the reason why the, the track list is, is more of your traditional songs and song names and not any of them called Rudolph the Psychedelic Unicorn. I'm almost betting that the track titles and the cover art may not have been Ella's first choice, uh, but because of her management uh, label and stuff like that, this this is what we ended up with. So I would love to hear your thoughts. Have you ever seen this album cover before? What do you think of uh, modern art psychedelic unicorn gracing the cover of such a beautiful Christmas album because it's beautiful. I mean, it's, it's all the, you know, all the big Christmas songs. Her singing is really fun. Like the kind of that jazzy soulful style to it. It's a really pleasing album to listen to, but it's just like, my goodness, why, (laughs) why this cover? I'd really love to hear your thoughts on it as well. So that's it. This has been the ugly Christmas sweater edition of the Judge by the Cover podcast. And I would love to hear your thoughts. So um, on YouTube, obviously, there's the comments section. You can reach me by email at info at jwcreates.com. You can also follow me on Facebook and Instagram and uh, shoot me a message there. Uh, There will obviously be posts uh, about this episode. Throw them in the comments there. I I would love to hear your thoughts on these album covers and if there's any other um, truly fun covers that I missed talking about. I hope this has been just as fun for you as it has been for me. Hopefully I've introduced you to some fun Christmas albums that you have never seen before. Uh, I also just wanted to say I hope you all have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. So again, thank you all for everything and we'll do this again very soon. Proud member of the Podnuga Network.